and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of street fighters with way too many board games. I'm Tom, the person who kicks a lot, and I'm joined by... The proxy, Justin, who grapples. And today, we are uh, just the two of us, and this is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections most of the time, and then talk about them a little bit. Um, And today we are talking about not Street Fighters, but Street Masters, which is kind of a a miniatures game uh, using non-copyright infringing proxies of various characters you may or may not recognize from various parts of media i don't know what your guy who who your guy was supposed to be he was just like a drugged up lawyer which is i'm not sure yeah, where that's much, supposed to come yeah. from i uh i'm sure somebody can help us help us help I us mean, figure out what what character he's supposed to be he he was a little I, he looked like he was constantly doing like stimulants or some sort of like you know roids that he found in the evidence box uh so maybe some sort of like uh lawyer-esque Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sort of thing? Sure, but there were, there was already a guy who was not the Hulk, right? Or sorry, the right, not yeah. Hulk. So, I mean, isn't that, that's already kind of Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, right? Like that's... I mean, that's that's very true. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. He, it, he existed for uh, lawyer puns. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if puns is the right word, but you sure did a lot of like legal briefs while we were in the middle of a street fight. So I don't oh, know. I'm not entirely sure you, what you were trying to do there. You got to get those legal briefs ready. Anyway, uh, we can get more into that as I go through the overview and, and whatnot. But do you have do you have the back of the box that you can read us there? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> One second. Right, he's, li- he's lifting with his oh. legs. It's a very important when you're lifting something this heavy. Lift with your legs. There's nothing actually on the back or the bottom of this box it oh, okay. just shows a um because this is the box i have is from so it's sort of the big box edition from kickstarter so it, it just shows the um you know components included in said box so is there so i guess there's no promotional material because this game came directly to you from kickstarter yeah i think that uh given that it was like a kickstarter exclusive sort of thing um yeah, At that sense. point, there's no reason to put promotional material because you, you know what you're getting into, hopefully. All right. There is, uh, well, yeah, there's not really, there's really nothing in the manual as well. Wow. It just kind of gets gets into it. It just, you know. This game's really fucking with my, my shtick here. I mean, it, it has a brief overview. So on Board Game Geek is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs. On Board Game Geek? It, it looks more like three paragraphs for me. Uh, I'm looking at Street Masters Aftershock. Oh, I'm just looking at Street Masters. Which one are we going with? We're showing our ass here. <laughs> I was just going to go off, you know, Street Masters Basic, uh, because I All think right. Aftershock is just the included expansions, so to speak. All right, well, I'll go for it whenever you're ready. Street Masters is a cooperative board game for one to four players. Each player takes the role of a unique fighter, facing off against a villainous enemy faction led by a powerful boss. The object of the game is for the players to defeat the boss before the enemy's sinister plan comes to fruition. Players will also lose the game if any fighter is defeated. There are two main ways to play Street Masters. Arcade mode is the core game, in which each player chooses a fighter to control. The players collectively choose an enemy deck to face off against, as well as a stage in which to battle. Story mode plays similar to arcade mode, but is also played across several game sessions, linking each game together to form a narrative campaign. All rules that govern arcade mode also apply to story mode. Get out there and kick some ass. I ad-libbed that last bit. I'm assuming you, yeah. 
because the uh, that ended off pretty pretty lame towards the end there. <laughs> well, glad, started to get into like, in. please see rules for, and I'm like, well, that's that's just that if you want to know how, more about how story mode works, flip to page seven of the manual. You're like, okay, Ooh, yeah, featuring over sixty five highly detailed miniatures, unique decks for fighters and enemies, custom dice, and lightning fast gameplay. Dream Masters lets players match up and fight. Lightning fast, but it was lightning it was fast, fast enough. Um, so yeah, the way this game works is that you pick whether you want to play the story or the arcade. We played arcade because, frankly, we didn't have all day. Um, what you do is you both pick which characters you want to be, and you pick which uh, set of enemies that you want to fight, as well as what stage you want to fight on. So these three things will allow you to sort of uh, vary up the gameplay in that you can like pick a different person depending on what you're feeling. You can play at a different stage if you like the kind of enemies. Uh, you can, and if you you want to change the enemies up, you can you can do that too. So we played one from where it says like, oh yeah, you should totally start with these things, which is like. Uh, what, what the hell was it called? Um, it was Gone Ballistic Fighting the Brotherhood. Yeah, Gone Ballistic and Fighting the Brotherhood, led by Dimitri, who is just a, just a crazy, crazy gun nut. So once you've found all these minis, which is honestly like the biggest struggle in the game, uh, you're going to go ahead and you're going to uh, set up set up the board so that like Dimitri is sitting off in the middle where he's supposed to be. You put down some like tokens where there's going to be objectives. Uh, there's going to be like loot boxes that you can pick up throughout the game and then you're going to put your minis in the starting area you're going to like shuffle up your cards you're going to draw four cards as your starting hand and then you're essentially off to the races um so there's also a stage deck uh which is uh, you know each each arena that you're playing in will also have its own unique stuff so you shuffle this stage deck and you put it off to the side along with a objective card which tells you essentially what the boss is trying to accomplish in gone ballistic it was uh that he was trying to pick up three big boxes full of bullets um so essentially every turn he'll go and if he's not anywhere near somebody that he can punch in the head he'll go running off to go pick up bullets bullets from the ground um and if he gets too many of them you just you just lose so that game ends up being one where you're like you're trying to beat up the boss and you're trying to make sure that he doesn't end up getting too many of these objectives um the way the gameplay works is that on the hero's turn or on the player's turn each each fighter gets their own their own set sub turn as part of the initial like round or whatever um you decide who wants to go first and the first thing you do is you draw something off the uh off the enemy deck and that usually means that more enemies pop out of the woodwork so um if i'm going first i draw a card and i like oh great it's this guy named drago and he's this muscle-bound weirdo who looks like he has about a 10 inch waist and like i don't know like a wingspan of about three meters so like just an absolute (laughs) monster of an individual and you're gonna like stick any new new combatants like sort of in various spawn points you you put them closest to wherever you are kind of thing then that card that you draw is also going to end up inside of your like inside of your activation zone so anytime it becomes my turn i will be moving drago uh, according to whatever his card says so generally this means that the enemies are rushing towards you and trying to punch you in the face uh, once you've drawn that person then you get to do your turn which is essentially uh three things you get to move you get to play a card and you get to do an action from the cards that you have in front of you uh moving's not very exciting uh where you get to move three spaces and that's pretty much it um playing cards from your hand is more exciting in that uh you you take something from your hand and based on whatever character you're using these can 
be various things. There can be tactics which go in front of you that can be used later in that turn or later in the game. Um, They also can give you various passive bonuses depending on what they are. There are just straight up abilities where generally they let you just run up and kick somebody or there can be uh, I can't remember what the third thing was Uh, but there was was like three different flavors. They amount to essentially uh, one type of card lets you use it and discard it immediately to bunch somebody. Uh, There's cards that uh, you use it immediately and then discard it to just do something else which can usually end up being a defensive thing or allowing people to draw cards and then there's ones that go in front of you and they can do stuff later in the round. Um, The third type of action is using the action from your row and so every character starts with an action on them and that's usually pretty like pretty decent but maybe not as good as some of your cards Uh, or you can use any of the cards that you've already uh, put down in front of you generally called tactics um, that uh, that you have in front of you from previous rounds or even during this current round and as long as it hasn't been turned sideways or exhausted you can just go ahead and go ahead and use it Um, and in this way you are essentially like moving yourself around the map uh, punching people and giving yourself what's called defense tokens so uh, one of the things you can do when rolling dice there will sometimes be shields or abilities will let you get defense tokens and these are ways that you can block enemy damage Um, and anytime you block a damage using one of these tokens you can flip it over and it will add to a pool of what's called power and if you hit enough power then you can generally get to flip over your card and do something crazy er crazier than than you used to before um and these can all vary wildly depending on what character you're using um so your turn is essentially that's these three actions move play a card use an action you can order them however you want so you can move and then do a card and then do an action or you can do an action then move blah 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 once you're done that you uh draw one card from your deck to add it to your hand and then you pass it to someone else on your team and then they do their thing which includes all the same steps that i went through so more enemies get added uh, more bad things happen uh, more running around more punching and once both uh, in our case once both of us were done you would then move on to the enemies get to do their thing so um, the enemy is essentially the enemy boss gets to do something because you've already activated stuff as you've gone along so uh, what you do is you look at the card and you do whatever he says and to be Dimitri's thing is that he, if he's near someone, he attacks them. And that's n- n- bad because he hits pretty damn hard. Um, if he doesn't attack anybody, i.e. no one is right next to him, what he does is he instead uh, discards the top card from his uh, from the from the deck that's there, and then he grabs whatever the topmost card labeled gear is, which means that he's just like sitting there armoring up the entire time until he just like starts shooting grenades at you about six times in a round. After Dimitri's done either punching you in the face or shooting you with a gun or some combination of of all of those things because as you're laying out more gear cards or whatever for the enemy they get to activate every single thing that they have in front of them so with our guy by the end uh he was punching somebody knifing somebody shooting a rocket launcher and then uh armoring up so he was rolling at just a bunch of dice to get more tokens to defend himself uh once he's done his bullshit thing you then go to the stage which is also throwing bullshit at you um which is uh, its own deck so you flip over the top card of that you decide you f- you figure out if there's some new nonsense that is doing generally it's like 
giving a flak jacket to somebody you're already having trouble with, and then you go along activating any of the other uh, objectives that are that are around. So in our case, it sort of happened where you'd flip over a card from the stage deck, either more objectives would start showing up, uh, giving Dimitri far far too many options, or it would like give somebody a flak jacket, and then Dimitri would just move towards whatever the closest armor box was or weapons cache was. Um, once he's done all that, you're done that round, and you flip your 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 what you you have a you have a turn card in front of you, so it's very easy to remember what all the steps are, and you're sort of flipping it back and forth as you go through to sort of remind you what to do. But so once uh, once the stage thing has happened, that's basically the end of that round, and you go back to doing everything from the start again. In this way, you're going to be drawing cards, making your character more powerful, and your objective is to beat the shit out of the boss before you either either one person gets knocked out or he he or she claims all the objectives on the map as per the stage that you are working with um without getting in the minutiae of what each person is doing there's a lot of different things going on so you're rolling dice to be able to do hits each of the dice has like um it has attacks, so you just do a hit, do a damage of whatever type. Um, it has shields on them, uh, which lets you uh, get uh, uh, defense tokens, as well as they have the crit uh, symbol, which is basically like anytime you roll that, you do a hit and you get to roll a die. So you can do an incredible amount of damage if you just happen to be lucky. It's not very likely, but it can happen. Um, each of the defense dice that you roll has uh, four, no, three types on it. There's uh, there's kicking, and there's punching, and then there's grappling. So there's like those three types of damage that you can sort of become immune to sort of as you go around. Um, there's loot boxes that you can go over and interact with, which will get you items, which are varying levels of uselessness, usefulness. Oops, I misspoke there. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, you know, I don't know what all the scenarios were, so I can only imagine that things get you know more crazy or less crazy maybe more straightforward maybe maybe more whimsical i don't know suffice it to say there's a decent amount of stuff going on but in general like the flow of the game is fairly simple in that you're playing cards from your hand discussing things with your friends to try to um come up with the or your the best way of going up and beating the shit out of this person before they come back and hit you with 18 rocket launchers in a row was there anything you wanted to add there justin no i think you covered all the main points um I guess the one thing is uh, those defense tokens that you gather up, those are also how you unlock your sort of ultimate ability. So, you know, by by defending, you're also powering yourself up, getting ready to, you know, unleash fury, which is, uh, I don't know, pretty cool. Yeah, and really depending on which character you're using is is uh, sort of dictating your your overall strategy. The character that I was playing called, and I'm gonna butcher this, but I think her name is Yinghua. Uh, she was a uh, a cop for the most part. I think I think she was a police officer. At least there was there's a lot of a she lot was wearing of wearing uh, a police officer's uniform. Yeah, but not like a police officer here. We're talking like no. you know she was wearing a police officer's uniform that you'd see in an anime or something. Oh yeah. Um, but she had a lot of, uh, a lot of cards that had to do with, uh, uh, you know, apprehend and, uh, you have the right to remain silent and, uh, Phoenix kick, which doesn't really match up, but, uh, that's the <laughs> one where she goes and kicks you a whole lot. Um, her special thing, uh, you know, kind of just made her more, um, it was weird cause it was like, 
her her non super saiyan side was essentially like do some good damage and then if the person that you're fighting is uh is an is an enemy that has already been discarded so if there just happens to be one in the discard already like i got a bit of a bonus out of it uh, i think it was an extra extra damage or something an extra die otherwise like i could get a defense token or something so hingwa's thing was very dependent or very focused around the discard pile and like discarding enemy cards as well as letting other people draw cards and less focused on doing tons of damage although she did have the ability to do that um your uh weird uh drug lawyer (laughs) seemed to just constantly be injuring themselves the whole time which made my job far more difficult in when i'm trying to keep everybody alive with my abilities yeah my guy when he yeah his everything seemed to do damage to him like if you didn't have these like vengeance cards out and you attacked you had to tap one of them or you would take damage a lot of the tactic vengeance cards that you would put down when they came out would just deal damage to you is you know and then there was another one which was like overdose which you do a whole bunch of damage but then you take damage So he had a whole bunch of ways to heal himself, but I didn't find a lot of them till it was already in sort of the danger zone of I might die any turn, uh, which uh, might have been a combination of bad luck and not knowing how to play the guy. Like, ah, I have 20 health. That's lots. And then uh, I proceed to do just tons of damage to myself. And then his, his ultimate was interesting because it took a lot of power to unlock, but it could normally with a lot of them, you kind of have one turn of this like ultimate power and then your card refreshes back to the other side. His was you could keep it up for as long as you wanted, but every time round you'd be taking three damage. So unless you had a way, which I did not, uh, to heal yourself uh, consistently, um, you were you were in a potentially uh, a world of hurt. Oh, I'm well aware. I uh, I spent many <laughs> many many rounds trying to negate damage once I realized just how completely fucked we were. Y- you a lot of your guys were kicking the shit out of me as well. So uh, well, that's don't you know, I hey, wasn't, whoa. Yeah, I wasn't, that's not it wasn't my all fault. my damage. It wasn't it wasn't all me doing damage to myself. I, I was also you know fighting the good fight. That's that's true. Although there like the funny thing was you getting the crap kicked out of you and you're like i'll play fully briefed i'm like is that (laughs) is that going to help us like what what the hell does that do healed me we don't need lawyer shit right now we're we're getting owned by this dude with a rocket launcher like go and punch this guy you're just sitting off in the corner reading a bunch of excel spreadsheets and doing drugs yeah no i i found some great stuff in the evidence locker yeah we're dead so it doesn't matter It was interesting because, like, uh, you know, it it had a had a good co op mechanic to it, where like every round things just keep getting worse and worse. You are constantly getting better and better because, like, uh, uh, I'm assuming that a lot of the other cards as well, uh, or other characters rather, will sort of get uh, different bonuses, like more bonuses, like things that stack together. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the character I was playing benefited from having a lot of cards out, but you know, I had to exhaust them to be able to do more damage and stuff like that um i mean towards the end like she was getting pretty good i think i did about 16 damage to him in one one turn yeah no you um, uh, just being able to like combo some stuff together in. but it was uh too little too late we were sort of mm. uh, figured we had one turn to be able to knock this guy down from he was he had like 
eight damage and we had to do 40 and i think we were 10 off so we we were pretty close but we had like yeah. one of our turns to be able to try to knock this guy down yeah and then you got uh i think you got shot or you got boris yeah anastasia or boris or whatever like one of them just had a had a sidearm so it's just yeah just like yeah whoever's closest just shoot him so it's got that fun uh fun fun stuff that happens with co-op games where like it is not at all trying to be fair to you and you and your friends really have to work together to try to try to get through the scenario and i mean some of the characters are probably easier like i know the book recommends trying uh dollar store ryu to uh as one of the first characters because i think he you mentioned he starts with like a fireball that he can just like lob at anybody yeah, at any time which would he, really he help do, uh you can do a lot of a uh, Hadoukens, and then I think his ultimate is basically he just drops down a Goku spirit bomb and uh, just just annihilates everyone within like this massive area around him. He's he's great. Yeah, so I, I thought the I thought the game was pretty fun. Like it's got it's got very you know simple simple way to go about things. So I didn't feel like we were looking up too many things, despite it being like our first first time. Yeah, I think really the only thing we looked up was the first hero I picked had an ability that I <laughs> wasn't entirely certain how to actually use. So I just put her back in the box and grabbed someone else. Um, yeah, you put you put away female M. Bison and yeah, grabbed, grabbed the, the nameless drug addict. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe for, for ill, for better or for ill, but uh, otherwise it... Um, I mean, I've played a couple of the their games, the the Sadler brothers here, and they all kind of have this. This seems to be kind of their system that they've developed with the sort of exploding dice, and even when you miss with like the shields on the dice, you still get something, um, either sort of like a focus token, or in this case, you get defense tokens. So it's a nice way to kind of have that mitigation on luck. Um, even even uh, a dice hating Adam might have acknowledged that it was a, uh, a a decent way to approach the the sometimes annoying luck that you get with dice. Noted dice hater Adam. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like the the nice thing is that even when you don't hit, you do get the defense tokens, and the yeah. defense tokens can feed into you an engine of you being able to do more damage or do your cool thing later, right? And, and keep you alive. It, well, yeah, exactly. Because like you will be taking just a shitload of damage. Because the other thing with the the like the system they have is that the enemies roll dice, but they don't um they don't roll dice to find out if they hit you. They just do like if they if they roll four dice, you roll four dice to figure out what kind of damage it is not whether they will do damage mm-hmm. so you have the benefit of being able to crit that the enemy doesn't have which means that you can pull off these like incredible like late game sort of uh hail marys but the enemies will always be hitting you right like they're they're not missing and the only time that they will not do damage to you is if you prepared with a token properly yeah i kind of like that system because it makes everyone feel competent like these are all all like actual You're not fighting like, seasoned fighters. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times with a lot of dice games, it can be like, oh, I, I, I just rolled a whole bunch of misses, and it's like, oh, great. Or the enemy's just constantly rolling misses, and it's like, who, who are these guys? I, you know, what, <laughs> what is going on? Are, are you sure these guys are competent? They're not just like some bums that you drug up off the street, you know? It so it is. I do like how like you, you are always going to hit, and they are always going to hit. It's just more of a, how are they going to hit? you 
And it, it feels a little better that it's like, oh, you know, you feel a little more in control when it's like, ah, no, I, I prepped, you know, I took my, uh, karate classes earlier today and i i know how to block grapples so you know i prepped all these things you know so it, it feels like you are blocking these hits rather than the enemy is just kind of missing you know it's you're you're more in control of the fight yeah i think i, I think you're right on with that it, it does it does feel good and even and, and there's no there's no guessing whether like is this person is this person that's walking up to me is are they going to hit me for four damage three damage 17 damage right like yeah. it's just yeah, they're gonna I'm like going to hit crit? you and we'll just see how it goes. It was also funny because like the the way a lot of this stuff was worded, like it, it felt kind of re- realistic in a way. Like when Dimitri hits you with the rocket launcher, it's worded in such a way that like everyone in a four square, four hex range gets damaged. So it was, it was kind of interesting because Dimitri actually did the most work in trying to kill his... <laughs> Kill, kill the enemies oh man he he really helped out there with that rock yeah we were we were pretty fucked and then dimitri came in with the clutch rpg shot uh right at right at justin's feet to blow away three of his own men i mean it hurt as well but uh it oh yeah it hurt a lot uh it was it was uh helpful because i didn't have two uh the drago brothers um just kicking the (laughs) shit out of me (laughs) not ideal the the one the one drago brother that had uh had healed his healed six health or something and he then he grabbed a kevlar vest from somewhere and he just had he had 10 health and like four tokens on him to defend with and i'm like this guy's never gonna die i don't know what we're gonna do with him he's a real problem but we don't have anything to fight him with yeah not while you're also trying to beat the shit out of dimitri no and you got boris grappling you so you can't leave and the other Boris is running up trying to grapple you and has a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just found a sidearm lying around, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, just, I guess we were in a munitions warehouse, so Yeah, it sense. fits, right? Oh yeah, but I mean overall, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a nice little miniatures game. I like that it's co-op. It's not like you're playing a miniature game where you're fighting against each other, which I feel like was the default many, many years ago when mm-hmm. you were first playing miniature games like Descent, where it's like one person's gotta be the bad guy because otherwise it's not going to work right mm-hmm. um, so i mean i'm a big fan of these kinds of things and the fact that it's co-op was really good and i like i like big stupid games about dice um i mean one thing i i like that there are they use a lot of the archetypes and tropes from other stuff but i mean i do wish that sometimes people would just come up with something original you know like yeah like you look through and it's like you know chan chan the panda and it's clearly kung fu panda because he's uh, over there doing kung fu with a cat on his cat on his shoulder he, he is more rabid i think he looks like a very angry panda like he will eat you sure and i mean that's that's good for pandas because i mean pandas are pretty pretty dumb like mm. they they're not built to eat bamboo they're just out there just being lazy they just don't want to they just don't want to hunt anymore and that's why they're that's, that's why they're going extinct want a want a fun fact there uh tom sure not about pandas but uh, about damn uh, it well, you, you had mentioned you had mentioned Descent. Um, so actually, both of these, both of the designers worked on Descent Second Edition, and uh, one of them was actually the lead designer for Second Ed uh, Descent. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I they mean, were that both makes... XA Fantasy Flight employees. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
little fun fact for you. Yeah, I mean the the theme is the theme is fun because it's essentially like Streets of Rage, Street Fighter mishmash of random tropes. Like you had, <laughs> you know, yeah. like dollars dollar store Ryu and female M. Bison and Kung Fu Panda and four different types of lizard people. Which I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing. Like, I, I think it was supposed to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Battletoads. Kind of just oh, like okay, so like smash. one of one of each kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, all in all, pretty pretty enjoyable little game. Not I don't mean little. I mean it's fucking enormous. Like oh man, it's so heavy. You brought this thing over, and it was it looks like it looks like it would fit almost perfectly inside of one of those holes in a collax, except <laughs> it's like probably almost. probably four inches too big on either side. Yeah, and there yeah, there's a there's a lot of cardboard in there, a lot of cards. Because I mean, each each fighter area and boss has their own deck, so it, uh, it it's hefty to 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 swing around. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's got some pretty good quality. Like uh, all the cards have kind of unique art for each move, which is nice. Um, and uh, the sculpts are all quite nice. Um, I think uh, sometimes the art kind of gets into is like overly homage. And there's a few characters that I'm like kind of have uh, what I like to call the uh, backer backer look. Oh, um, yeah. In that, uh, yeah, there was probably a reward level where it's like, hey, get get your face on one of these characters. Like like taking my <laughs> face and then trying to put it on a bodybuilder. It's like, he just doesn't, this guy is clearly a dork. Like, what? why am I putting him on... <laughs> This this yeah. guy would never never pass as a like Russian Greco Roman wrestler or whatever the fuck I'm trying to put him <laughs> onto. Like this is just not gonna work. Well, and also sometimes it's just like it looks too much like oh this is obviously a person rather than somebody's you know drawing or art. And I I know what you mean. Yeah, because my my character had sort of an uh, sort of a like anime anime approaching look to her, and if all of a sudden you were trying to draw that but also make it look exactly like somebody else, it might start to look a little weird. Yeah, you start you start getting into the sort of hyper realistic kind of art. But. but what the hell do I know? I mean, maybe they maybe they are trying to draw these people and they some of them they do a really good job and some of them hey, are true. not as good i don't know maybe they're all backers and maybe chan chan's a backer <laughs> Ooh, now that's that's a uh that's a surprise uh anything else you want to you want to say about this i mean i think we've I mean, covered most of, we covered most of what of makes it. this yeah. game fun is just you know you go it's around nice, you quick punch punch you're probably gonna lose uh and it's probably gonna take yep. a few games to kind of figure out the i think what messed us up is like you know with, with any board game or something there's always sort of like a you know maybe not a pattern but sort of like a, a rhythm to it like you want to go for the boss a little bit but then you also want to kill some of the minions so you don't get overwhelmed and it's just kind of getting into that pattern that rhythm that uh is is definitely going to mess you up in a game of this it felt like we just needed to do more damage to the main guy but also getting near him was not great because he just like punched you a whole bunch mm-hmm. and that was no good yeah. so I don't know. I'm not sure we did anything necessarily wrong other than I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to shit on your character too much, but like um, may, yeah. maybe less discovery and more fighting from your character would have been no, great. No, I needed to do some discovery uh, operations. <laughs> it's like you're charging me for it. It's like, "No, no. I got to I got to I got to bust out this will. You've you've paid for the time. I'm going to make sure that this thing gets oh, done. Yeah. Now's not the time, man." No, no, don't worry. I can I can do both. Why was his name the proxy? Like what, what was that I, supposed to be in reference to? I don't to? know. 
I, I the they each have like story cards and stuff. I, I never read mine, but I imagine it would probably give me a bit more of a, a read into um, his, uh, his his character's you know motivation. That's kind of the other thing that's interesting about this game is like it does have a campaign mode, sort of. Like I think you're basically just playing through a, a story. It's like a of each of the characters. Yeah, it's a three mission kind of like a yeah. sort of like a three act story. Yeah. And, uh, every character has one. Yeah, I briefly looked through my characters things and like if you win a if you win a thing, then you get like uh you get to go in one direction on sort of this branching narrative um and then as well as like upgrading some of your cards and stuff. So it seems like it'd be a neat little way to sort of spend a couple nights doing this with a with a few characters. So seems like an interesting way to go. I mean, arcade seems like it's probably just as much fun because you just pick a random grouping of four or five things and letter buck. Yeah, so. it's just, you know, I'm, we're going to fight ninjas in a volcano. Boom. Boom. Just go for it. Are these guys doing any other additions to these, uh, to this sort of thing? Like, how do you keep up with, uh, you seem like you're up to date with these guys. Is it, what do you, what do you follow to keep track of, uh, the Sadler brothers? I read that it is Sandler when, oh yeah. When you brought the box I, over I, and I was like, what <laughs> the hell is I happening? Mean, they, uh, it's, it's Adam, Adam and Brady Sadler, uh, the Sadler brothers. Um, I mean, they've had a few Kickstarters for, I mean, pretty much, I think, since they left um, Fantasy Flight Games. They've kind of been working on their own stuff and doing Kickstarters. So, I mean, I'll pretty much, I mean, my brother pretty much is on like their email list at this point. So, uh, if they have a new Kickstarter going up, you know, you just got to keep an eye out for it. But um, cool. In for this one, I think the newest version, besides the Aftershark that I have, Aftershock, not Aftershark, Aftershark. I, is uh, they have like a new sort of expansion called New Challengers. Um, I think that's a 2021, um, but uh, I haven't really, I don't know much about it, so I can't speak speak to it. Cool. Well, for this one, what do you think? What would you What would you do? Are you gonna you know, keep it around? Yeah, I'm going to keep it around because it's a, uh, I kind of like that the style of um, kind of doing a fighting game. I, I always feel a lot of sort of like quotes, fighting games uh, as board games uh, are kind of a weird thing to do because I mean, there are some yeah. things that just don't translate well to other mediums. Uh, try, try as you might. Um, and I feel like this one does a pretty good job of kind of getting that sort of streets of rage, you know, um, beat em up kind of gameplay. Uh, maybe not so much like a street fighter kind of one-on-one, you know, I, I feel like that would work better with like sort of like a, just a two player and more of like a counter move, move kind of thing. Um, but it, it, this one feels like a good way to kind of do that Street of, streets of Rage, beat them up, where you have like your ultimate power that you can unleash every once in a while. You're always doing damage. They're always going to do damage to you. And it's all about trying to mitigate that. And it's an interesting little, you know, gameplay and puzzle to try to work with your teammate while also knowing that you're constantly going to have guys spawning in and coming at you. And, you know, it's all about trying to position yourself to take the least amount of damage. So it's a, it's a fun little puzzle. Um, it hasn't gotten to the table too often, but that's more of a case of trying to get through a uh, a backlog of board games rather than um, not thinking it was fun or wanting to play it again. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how easy it is to find in retail, so it's a hard thing to recommend. Um, but if you think it's a good idea, it they do 
run sort of repeat Kickstarters um, as like kind of big box editions and they offer the older versions and that's probably the best way to get a hold of one. Um, otherwise, uh, I mean, I have the Street Masters Aftershock. Aftershock? Man, I keep saying Aftershark. Uh, weird speech impediment there. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big box and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing to have once you have it. But um, yeah, I mean, if you like the sound of it, I'd, I'd say give it a try. Uh, I'd be wary giving it like a, you know, sight unseen recommendation though. Um, if you want to try maybe like a a similar sort of system, uh, you could try something like Brook City that they also do. Um, and that's probably a cheaper price point. Um, and uh, see if you kind of like their style because uh, their games all do sort of share a very definitive style. Yeah, and that's about that. So I'm going to keep my copy for sure. And I hope to get it out to the table. Um, more often, and I think it's a great uh, sort of two-player co-op game, a uh, different kind of take from a lot of the other ones, and is definitely going to kick you in the ass as much as Drago does. Mm. Up to you, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, uh, if I had this one, I'd probably keep it around. I think I'm with you on the, like, I don't know if I could recommend it necessarily, because I'm imagining that it's probably quite expensive and scarce to get your hands on. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting um, the way they did it. I like the system, so I'll probably keep my eye out for other stuff uh, from them. Um, and, and yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And, I mean, everything I said before still stands. I thought it was... I think it's really fun, uh, quite unique in 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 the way that it does things. And I just really like miniature games, and I like co op games, and so this kind of hits a really good spot. Um, yeah, so if I had it, I'd probably keep it around. I mean, I don't know that I'll go out and grab it because like my main uh, players at some point will likely be my children, and I mean, in, by the time that they're all able to read all of the cards, will probably be a few years from now. So like, I couldn't justify spending whatever to be able to get this thing in my house right now uh but uh you know in uh in time hopefully you know they'll be into this sort of thing and that's one that i'll probably keep my eye out for um but yeah if i had it i'd keep it and uh it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it um yeah is that it oh yeah we don't have anybody else yeah no that's it man that was weird. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you like this kind of thing, we have lots of episodes that you can go check out and like and subscribe and do all that sort of great stuff. That would be fantastic. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And if you want to uh, give us any kind of constructive feedback, you can use email, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can use Twitter at CGS Podcast. And, uh, we normally have a couple of other people with us, so if you want to get a hold of them, you can find them uh, at For the Win on everything and at Mrs. Win on a bunch of stuff. And I think they sell barbecue, so you can look up that on Facebook, FTWBBQ, I think. Something like that. Justin. Hey. You got anything? Well, I mean, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can always find me on Twitter uh, at Don't Trust Justin. Uh, you know, feel free to send me any board game related information and uh you know why don't you go on there and uh, tell me what your favorite adam sandler movie is i'd love to hear about it uh there's the wedding singer that was good yeah wedding singer was all right cool man well thank you for bringing this over uh i had a great time and uh thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks bye bye